Hi, welcome to the Supply Chain Management with GDP Podcast, where we discuss industry best practices, current affairs, effective leadership, and the latest innovations in the world of supply chain. Aimed at explaining the concepts of supply chain in the leanest way possible, comes one of the most efficient and quickest shows where you will listen to interviews with various subject matter experts in the supply chain domain. So let's just get right into it. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Supply Chain Management with GDP. Today we have with us Chinmay Kulkarni. I've known him when I was doing my co-op at Dell. Now currently I've taken over some of the responsibilities as he moved on. Let me give the stage to Chinmay and let him introduce himself. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure completely. Just to give a little bit of an introduction of myself, like Gagan said, uh, we have worked together back in Dell. I come with a little over four years of experience in supply chain as a senior analyst, supply chain manager, and now as a program manager managing iPad materials at Apple. Before all of this experience, I did my master's in engineering management, the concentration in supply chain from Northeastern University. So another common point for uh, me and Kagan. And um, I, I have an undergraduate degree in electronics engineering. I came to the States in 2015, based in Boston. Ever since, I call the city home for the last six years. I'm super excited again to be a part of uh, the podcast episode today. So thank you for having me again. Awesome. So is it the Bruins or the Celtics? Uh I personally, uh, against popular opinion, I, I personally prefer ice hockey more than basketball. So it's Bruins for me. But again, I, I really like Celtics as well. You're the wild one, eh? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Patriots all the way. <laughs> nice. Let's get back into the supply chain world. Since you're such an experienced person, I would like to straight deep dive into the crux of the matter and ask about what is it like working in supply chain in the United States? Since my research, even before coming for my master's, I had my mind pretty much set that I wanted to explore opportunities and work in supply chain. I found the field to be really interesting, a lot of dynamic changes happening, and it being quite volatile based on how the market behaved. So all of my experience post my master's uh, has been in supply chain, and I believe that it has given me a pretty holistic understanding of how business operations work and what a product life cycle looks like, right from manufacturing to its uh, final delivery. I've been really fortunate to have worked at companies like HPE, Dell, and now Apple inside of really complex supply chains, uh, which, you know, not to sound cliche, but are, are really are well-oiled machines. And I've had the opportunity to work with quite some bright minds in supply chain. So uh, at a very high level, it gives you a great visual understanding of how uh, a start to end supply chain works, being able to work here in the States. And uh, it gives a great learning experience. You face challenges pretty much every day. You learn very quickly. A lot of time you are tested by fire, but uh, I think that adds on to your experience and sets you up for success pretty quickly. So it's it's been a great experience and um, I'm just excited for what's to come next. That's actually brilliant. It's also inspirational to a lot of us. Like not so many professionals get an opportunity to straight off work in such complex supply chains. Just that you having that experience put, puts you definitely on a better stage compared to a lot of people at this time of the career. So you work at Apple and Apple for a lot of especially international students represents 
America. And in such a way, it's it, it's brilliant because all of us relate to iPhones, Macs, iPads, looking up to where the American life is. So what is your secret to cracking Fang? <laughs> a good question, but uh, I, I wish there was one. Honestly, in my opinion, there is no standard secret, right? I, I believe it is like a mixture of a lot of networking, a lot of cold applications, then a lot of patience really focused preparations ton of research and you have to add in a little bit of luck honestly so if you had to give luck a percentage factor in job hunt and like applications how much would you give i think it uh, it differs from person to person at least in my end uh, i just want to like you know trying to stay humble but I, I would give luck a lot of preference. I'll say like 20, 25% is luck because end of the day, you want the recruiter, you want the manager to be able to look at your resume. And that is something you have absolutely no control over. So that is where I believe luck plays in. That sounds like something that a very humble person would say. And as you suggested, that that, that was a very humble answer. But uh, not everyone cracks fang. That's one of the reasons why it's such a lucrative position or a lucrative company to be at. So while you were doing your interviews, what do you think was your most trickiest question you faced or a tricky situation that was put forward to you? So for me, I believe in all the interviews that I gave, in my opinion, the trickiest or the toughest for me would have been one of the case studies. The reason why is, and for pretty much anyone giving uh, your final interviews, right? It's, it's a very challenging position where you have a question where the answer is not what you want it to be or not something you can give really strong answers to. So for me, uh, I remember I had a case study where I had to take into account a lot of assumptions. I had to make a lot of assumptions and then calculate yield to decide if a certain factory would be the right place to start manufacturing of um, an, an X product. For, for me, what happened is I put in a lot of assumptions. I calculated multiple times, but all of that always came up with a negative outcome somehow. So no matter what I did, the outcome always came out negative. So there was no, no way for me to back up an answer and say that, yes, this is how we can start manufacturing in this facility for this product. That caught me really off guard. At the end of the time allocated to me, I had to give up and say, uh, when I say give up, I had to say that there is no uh, possible way for me to calculate a positive yield and say that this is how we can start manufacturing here. And that turned out to be a learning lesson where the interviewer did say to me that that is the answer that you're supposed to give because not all programs are going to have positive outcome once you start working. A lot of times, given the circumstances, you're going to have to drive difficult decisions within cross-functional teams and be able to have strong enough data to back you up when you go and say, no, this is not the right thing to do. And you have to give pushback. So that was a really tricky situation, but a good learning experience. And uh, for me, honestly, the scariest moment during my interview process. Mm, interesting. I believe a lot of these companies, especially for business-oriented roles, are using case studies as a way to judge a person's business acumen or logical or analytical thinking. You must have prepared before you went into these interviews. So there are moments when you get these questions and you sort of have a brain freeze kind of a moment where you don't know where to start. How would you suggest tackling such moments? Two points here. Number one, we as interviewees, when we go into interviews, need to understand that it is 100% okay to pause. No one expects us to give answers immediately. Everyone needs time to think. So when you're asked a question, it is completely just and okay to pause 
uh, take a deep breath think about it recite your answer in your own mind that gives you a chance to maybe change improve or add to it it also gives you a moment to understand what exactly your interviewer is looking for in the question at like a, a deeper level and the second thing to understand is it is okay to make some mistakes in your answer no one expects you to know everything completely if you did that you would already be in that job there would be nothing else to learn so it is 100% okay to make mistakes i think a lot of focus during interview from the interviewer standpoint is to see how you think how you approach the problem and how you tackle it great i think that would definitely help in a lot of people get going in with that anxiety of how do i tackle case studies if i face a topic which i have no idea what it's about so speaking mm-hmm. of interviews you've taken a lot of interviews for a lot of different candidates even been approached by different candidates who want to work at different positions at dell or you will be approached in future at apple so across all these years what are the common mistakes that you see candidates do at different stages like networking at their applications or even during the interviews more so than interviews i would say a lot of common mistakes that i have seen are uh, during networking like uh, i i believe linkedin is a wonderful platform to network and has been effective in the past for me so i'm an advocate of linkedin networking a, a common mistake that i see a lot of young applicants do approaching without a lot of homework so for example if i am approaching you for say a position at dell that i am interested in i need to be able to have done my research and say hey gagan i am so and so this is what i bring to the table this is my experience and i have a position in mind at dell which should be pretty similar or at least a little closer to what you work so that gives a chance for you to be closer to the organization that has the position open and then go in and say i'm really interested i've been looking for dell as a prospective company for quite some time and is there anything you can do to you know point me in the right direction or bring me closer to having maybe an informative call with the recruiter or someone that works within the org that is i believe the right approach to go uh, in networking as opposed to something a common example of what i see is hey gagan i'm interested in working in so and so position at dell can you can you have a conversation if you have any open positions in your org this this is i believe a common mistake where the applicant is not giving you a lot of information as to what his background is so the applicant is expecting you to do the homework of looking at his profile understanding what his experience is what what he is looking into whereas that is something that the applicants need to do during applications i feel no matter how much different type of experience you have in your profile it is very important to have a very curated resume where you literally are showing only the things that matter to the job your resume has to be recent and relevant you worked as a supply chain manager and one of the most important things as a manager is presentation skills and i'm 90% talking about the microsoft powerpoint tool and your ability to communicate these ideas to senior leadership whether it could be as small as something that's a continuity of supply risk or whether it's something as big as where the whole program is being impacted so mm-hmm. how important do you think are these skills and your ability to communicate to the senior leadership i feel it is extremely important that's how you climb your career ladder i think in my opinion the size of the data that you put behind your excel slide to come up with whatever you came up with doesn't matter when you're inside of the presentation it is critical to be able to effectively highlight 
trends, outliers, or some key driving points that have helped you draw the conclusions that you have drawn. And you have to be able to concisely put them forward in such a way that they are very obvious and they're very easy to follow when you're presenting. For example, you know, both of us have worked at Dell and both of us have had to present whatever we managed to our VP back in Dell. And also in those meetings, there'd be all these cross-functional teams who are also putting forward what they have to present, what they are managing. So what happens is you end up getting a really short time. So in that time, you don't need to explain your VP everything that you went, even though that is something you might want to explain. So early in your career, early in our careers, it is very important to catch all of these uh, little ideas, little how-tos and build up on it. Because no matter how much you climb in your career ladder, you're always going to have to present to higher leadership. And there's no other way other than, you know, getting good at it. I agree with you totally. Personally, I feel like not everyone is, some people are truly talented in terms of like being able to effectively communicate from the start, but not everyone gets that opportunity to hone that skills early in their schooling careers or even growing up. It, mm-hmm. But it is definitely a skill that can be picked up. And uh, a person who is new into a job, who's not very good at communicating can pick up these skills by just effectively listening. 100%. Anyways, I believe that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Chinmay, for taking time out. I believe this was one of the most informational podcasts I've done in terms of gathering information to how an interview looks and how a whole scenario comes for a lot of these students. I believe it will be super helpful. Thank you so much, Gagan. I'm glad I could uh, just, you know, add my two cents to all of these questions. Once again, thanks for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure and uh, look forward to, you know, everything in the future for us. And I believe that was more than two cents. It was more like $200. (laughs) And also I would like to thank all our listeners for tuning in for another episode of Supply Chain Management with GDP. We'll be back again next week with another guest on our podcast. Thank you. Stay tuned and good night.